Hey everyone, welcome back to FTK Q&A Sessions. I'm your host Joel and I'm here with... Brett. How you going Brett? I'm good, how are you? I am going good. Um, big shout out to everyone for getting, for the kudos, over 500 five-star reviews. Obviously they didn't listen. I said get us to 500, we're on 503. <laughs> Please go and... Unlike it, <laughs> you're one of those three people. Yeah, we're almost getting too many now. Where the Spotify head office is going to get alerted, like it's like too successful. They're like, yeah. oh, these guys must be have bots listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've been. Uh, I think the the reviews on podcasts take a few days to upload or something. They do, yeah, because I haven't seen any come up. Well, at least that's what I hope. The funny ones, yeah, yeah no, the yeah. funny ones on on Apple. They take yeah. There's like a few day delay, so I think people don't you know write some. I think they have to be. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like reviewed, a- approved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the uh, the merch kit's looking good. The Say it again. Pro- the little merch pack is looking good. Yeah, it is price. actually. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. What was your favourite part of it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't want to. Don't give it away. Yet. <laughs> all right, enough shit talking. Let's get straight into things. First of all, Caleb Noble, a pro triathlete. Why do I, I always do that? I speak like a robot. But it's also, a- like, you have to put pro triathlete in brackets next to his name yeah i don't think that's his actual name i know it's not but i wanted to give him a um i wanted to make it seem like we got pro athletes messaging us (laughs) so he actually did this race right yeah he led the first 5k did he (sighs) yeah i've got i've got so many funny stories of caleb noble back in girona uh, in spain but uh none of them are fit for a podcast (laughs) so um caleb asks how easy was brett running on sunday from one to ten we sort of mentioned this in the in the normal episode, but um, put a figure on it. Ah, uh, no, nah, like it has to be. What? Okay, if one. It, okay, ten being the ten being your world cross country race in China. From my memory, yeah, that's the hardest, the hardest you've ever race. pushed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the easiest being a walk. Now that's a shit scale because you're going to be like seven. All races will be like over. Yeah, seven exactly. Eight, right. Um, one being. Jeez, I don't know. We should have thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Answer the goddamn question. Uh, like it has to be like it's still like an eight or something. Yeah. But uh, it depends on what the scale yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, nah, I think eight's not that hard. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, it was actually Caleb that pushed the pace the first 5K. Yeah. He was running ne- like next to me. And hey, Caleb, like, how, how hard were you pushing the first 5K yeah, exactly. from one to ten? <laughs> That's what Smack was like. He was sitting behind me and Caleb and he's just thinking, who the fuck's this guy and can he fuck off and not piss Brett off because I don't want him to start like me yeah. to get annoyed and just I go, oh, fuck, th- who's this guy? And now I'm going hard. Yeah. And uh, But I didn't. But yeah, he was uh, testing me on the heels. Yeah, he's pr- pr- he'd be pretty strong. Yeah, I think he came fifth maybe. Yeah, I so. think he ran under, he ran 64 or something. Yeah. I think he held like 305. Fours or something, which is which is um, a bloody good run. Yeah, but, no. So he's been listening to us for a while, I think, because he messages me every every now and again. He always, yeah, he says like, "I absolutely love you on it, Joel." Not sure about your co-host, but yeah, I uh, no, I think I had I had a few more gears, definitely. Like if I really had to, like Smack made me pick it up in the last bit, but yeah, if I really wanted, I think I could have like kind of went hard. It was such a nice day and such a it was a pretty good course. So I reckon could have run pretty fast if I wanted to. Yeah, it was such a nice day. You were looking out being like, oh, perfect Sunday. Perfect Sunday, beautiful weather. Wouldn't want to do anything else. Great day in the office. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to catch up. Wait, did you that. see me do the um little? I did like the head fucking thing where I like, kind of crack my neck and scratch my head. Did you? It was on the um, live stream. Nah, so didn't watch the live stream. But that thing we were talking about. Yeah, no, nah, you... but it's just a habit. But Sean Whip sent it to me, and so I like did the like, thing where I like put my like head to both sides. Let's explain also for the listeners that don't know what Brett's referring to. After Gold Coast. I took the piss out of him on the about the live stream because he was doing like it went the camera zoomed in, in, in on his face and he scratched his hair as if like like as if your hair is itchy at seventeen kilometers into a half marathon. It was just there was nothing more to it other than showing the camera. I'm doing this so easy. I'll just scratch my head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I did it again. I think it's just a habit. But I yeah did my neck and then scratched my head and then I actually remember thinking oh. I've done it again. And, then, <laughs> and But then I think like five seconds later is when I started like picking up the pace and um, like drop smack. But So that must be my little tell when I'm about to yeah. increase my effort. You're just giving away your race plan. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, from uh, Taj Avery, best tips to increase mileage. Yeah, I think this is definitely a um, – the, the way you'd approach this is – you have to look at like the weeks you've done before. You can't just, you know, look at the the week that you've done and just go, oh, I'm going to increase from that. It's really about like layering week after week after week after week of training. Um, there's that old, what's the old rule? The, the old 10%, 10, the 10% rule. But even that. I don't think it works. No, anyway. that's far too, like think about it. If you, if you're. Um, well, if you're on 50K, the next week you're 55. Yeah. And then like 60, 61. And then so it's like. But after four weeks, you've increased like over 20K, yeah. which is a big kind of difference when you look at that. Um, exactly. I, I like to go up a little bit and then kind of like if I, when I'm coaching, up a little bit and then kind of plateau, yeah. up, plateau, and then even doing the down week as well, yeah. especially when it's been like a few weeks in a row. Yeah, I do um, the same. Yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah, it's also that 10% rule if you've ever, you know, someone uses the 10% rule and you do like the – you've come off like a 12-week stressy and you're doing like the return to run program and say you like your first week is like three kilometers or four yeah. kilometers with the total like walk time. run and then it's like 10%. It's 10%. Yeah, it's taking three years to get up to like yeah. 80K. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just have to play it. I think it's hard for us to just give a blanket rule um, other than – just be cons- like for me with all my injuries, um, I would just say be conservative. Yeah. You're always but- better off being conservative unless, you know, unless you really have to rush. And ru- there's stories of athletes, you know, having to come back from injury and rush to because they've made Olympics and they have, have to get back for that. You know, of course, sometimes you don't have a choice, but especially if you're a recreational runner, there's always another marathon, there's always another mm. race. Just play it safe. I think you have to be careful as well with, um, Adding intensity. Yes. Like you definitely. can be like I think people get into that trap. It's like, yeah, my like my weekly mileage has only gone up this much, but in one of those weeks you've added in a session and then Yeah. Um so it's like a, yeah, your your weekly mileage, but your actual load yeah has gone up a lot lot more. So Do you when you're coaching people, Brett, say um you've got an athlete who's coming back from an injury and, you know, you jog them for a while and then you introduce like a first session um, and then like when you they go to say to two sessions a week, do you throw them into the two sessions like the first time or will you get them to do like sort of like Collis 
this week I've only got the four by one K hard, but I don't have a threshold this week. It's just the one thing hard. Yeah, usually I would kind of get someone to do like a pickup run. So yeah. like a very casual threshold, I think. Just, yeah. And like off field. I've as done well. that. I, I do that to my athletes quite a lot. And more often than not, even if I explain it, they'll end up pushing too hard. Yeah. You know, it's like sort of for them, they, th- yeah. Um, they're I, flying I, towards the end. I think doing strides can be good too. Yeah, it kind of for sure. even just at, at the end of one of the runs, doing so. Yeah, I think one of my athletes I did like started doing some six six by fifteen second strides, and then might have went like six by thirty, six by a minute. But it's all kind of at threshold pace anyway. Gotcha. And yeah. that just kind of gets you used to running a bit faster, but you're not actually doing a really long sustained effort, so you're not probably going to get tired. But you just everything's going to get used to uh, yeah doing doing that extra load that's quicker than uh, yeah jogging. Yeah, for sure. Um, Delaney Pratt says, what kind of specific long run workouts do you do in a marathon workout? I think I've written that wrong. Um, It means like in a marathon block, I think. Yeah. So it's like what what kind of specific long run workouts do you do in a marathon block? Yeah. Um, I – so it's hard because my my Friday session, it's like I say I'm doing a session – but I'm pretty much doing a long run. Yeah, like, distance-wise It's least. like 30 plus K. So it's pretty much a, a long run and I'm doing a lot of it hard. Um, but then, yeah, Sunday, most of my long runs are just fairly easy. Like right now I've been doing a lot of 35 Ks at, uh, at Fernie. So well, like, in uh, Fernie is a session in itself. Almost. It is, It's yeah. very difficult to just go and run an aerobic consistent exertion at Fernie just because the hills are so steep. Yeah. Um, but there's been times when I've done like the last 5k at race pace or the last, not quite race pace, but like kind of a race effort, um, or the last 10k where, where, yeah, I'm really getting rolling, getting down to like low, like three tens or something. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, like, which is good because obviously you have like, I have a lot of, it's the end of the week. You have a lot of training in your legs. You just do a kind of normal long run and then you're picking it up. And you're usually wearing heavy shoes as well, so it's um it's definitely hard. But um, I give my athletes a, like like I gave one of mine pretty much I gave him 20k. Um, I got into a 35k run, 10k warm up, 20k race pace, 5k warm down. Yeah, um, sounds brutal. Yeah, but I kind of like that sustained effort as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I probably don't get him going exactly race pace, but yeah, I sort of with my guys, I tend to give them a bigger. Like the Friday, I really load like load them in like a full marathon workout, and then the Sunday long run, I pretty much just focus time on legs. Yeah, um, that's mostly what I do as well. Yeah, and then occasionally I will in a, in a marathon block um, towards the the end, I'll sometimes swap out the Friday the big Friday workout for a threshold, and then do something in the long run. Yeah, but I think for a recreational runner, doing both. Is just like oh, yeah. massive overload. Exactly. Like when you were doing that, when you did both the week, we've talked about this before. When you did the, you did the wattle on Saturday as well, and now yeah. on Sunday, it's like well, you're also a full time professional yeah. athlete. You're running 180k a week. Um, even when I do the Friday um, big session and then the Sunday, even just a normal long run, or if I pick it up a little bit, like it is a big few days yeah. of running. Um, if I get my guys to do something big on the Sunday, I usually won't have them train again hard until the Thursday or Friday. Yeah. So I'll have to just make sure they recover 
Because that's the big thing as well is making sure you absorb it. Yeah. It's like if you're not absorbing it, it's like no point in even doing it. Yeah, yeah, true. If you go on Sunday and do a big build run and then you're doing K reps Tuesday morning, yeah. it's just like recipe for disaster. Um, another one about marathons. Miss Jungle Jane, what is your recommendation for a recreational runner running their first full marathon? Um, I think... It's yeah. This one you you also skipped a question, but so I wasn't prepared for this one. Sorry, but, I thought it was a useless read. That yeah, one, but that's yeah. a that's all right. Um, what is your recommendation for a recreational runner's first full marathon? Um, not in my scope. This question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it really depends. All on, your athletes that are like you're coaching <laughs> to their first marathon. Yeah, they're like, like oh shit. <laughs> uh, check the PB list. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it, it definitely depends how long you've been running for. Um, as a coach, you know, we've talked about this before, Brett, just between us, um, you know, when you get someone contact contact Pulse and be like, oh, I want to, like I've, I've been running for a, f- a few months or whatever, and they're not doing that much running and they're like, oh, I've got, um, I've got Melbourne Marathon coming up. Um, I want, you know, a 12-week program. And it's like, oh, okay, what have you been doing the 12 weeks before that? And they're like, oh, not much. Yeah, exactly. And I think with that, it's just sort of like a, a, a re- bit of a recipe for disaster. Mm. Um, I think the more you can, the more you can run and regularly run, um, yeah, if if you're if you're new to running, I wouldn't be doing a mar- like a marathon for I suppose the first year. If you're totally new to running, there's just no point. Um, yeah, it's always hard when someone comes to you and they want to do a marathon. They have this goal that they've like they're attached to as well, and they're going, yeah, let's just do that. Um, when they don't have the, really the background to get into marathon training yet. Yeah, um, that's the and, most difficult for sure. Yeah, so yeah, obviously. If you can ha- – getting a big base is, is or, or a solid base is the best um, w- way to come to someone with tr- – and then you can actually do uh, specific workouts. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're just building up the whole time, just improving you as a runner instead of you as getting ready for the marathon. Um, it's also an injury risk thing. So for, yeah. for you've really got to build up the you know the kilometers. And if you've only if you've haven't been running and then you like want to go from zero to zero running to a marathon in say twelve weeks, you have to be building up that long run like pretty quickly and pretty dramatically. And this sort of ties into the you know temp what we we're talking about before. How do you increase mileage? That's a big risk there. And then you have to play off well. What's your goal? Is your goal to just come across the line regardless and finish it? It's like yeah, sure we. You know, I'm sure Brett and I and a lot of coaches can coach you to do that. There might be some walking in the marathon, yeah. actual the, the actual race. Um, but the, you know, if your goal is to put down a really good time that you're proud of, um, I think you know, again, just the more prepared you can be, um, doing yeah, I'd say like six months of running, yeah, even up be to, yeah, so be patient, be patient, and and having a coach through that whole time is great. So yeah, the. If, if you want to get ready for Gold Coast next year, like that, that's a great – and like yes. you're thinking about it now, like that's great. Exactly. Or, or, uh, or Melbourne and because you'll find it so much easier and you'll enjoy the training so much more. Yeah. If instead of going, all right, yeah, we're 10 weeks out, let, let's now try to get ready and you just, if you're just struggling to get through everything and then you get to the day and just you struggle through the race where if you're actually confident going into the race because you're feeling like you're a better runner, then it's – 
yeah, going to be a lot more positive experience. Definitely. And also in, in that the marathon is damaging to your body. So if you're not prepared for the training or whatever and, you've, and you're just doing it and you, one, you're going to find it so hard, you're probably going to fall out of love with running um, if you're going into a race like that underprepared. And two, yeah, you've, you've, the damage you, on your body, you'll probably end up having to have like a lot of time off anyway um, after and then you've sort of ruined chances to target other races and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, uh, hopefully like a lot of people go, oh, I want to do my first marathon and without like that much running experience, like you can definitely just take steps to doing it as well. Yeah. Like run a 10K, run a half marathon, then run a marathon. Yeah. Um, you don't have to jump straight to the marathon because <laughs> yeah. it's somewhere along the, on the way that couch to 5K program, someone like misread it and it's like, oh, couch to marathon program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people do like they go, oh, yeah, I want to do a marathon and they do another one and then they go, you know what? I want to go and run 10K now. Yeah. Like they kind, it kind of, the fun gets taken out of it because it's, it does do so much damage on your body. Well, yeah, sort of another example of what we're talking about, um, Sean Stokes, our mate, who he, in when we lived with him in Hawthorne, he was training up for a half marathon and he he, he did that and he ended up do, doing it and, and he sort of hated it and then didn't run for a year and then this year um, up in the lead up to Mornington, I sort of coached him for like, you know, 12 weeks up into the, to the race and it was just such like a goal-oriented and he did it, hated every second mm. of it and then hasn't run since. And Duff, like Duff, our other mate who does the mixing mastering for us, he said, um, he's like, why don't you just run like a few times a week and it will make it so much easier for when you decide to, like even if you just tick your legs over and just keep that consistency, then next time you decide to pick a race goal, you don't have to start from scratch. Again. Yeah, and go through all those little niggles. Exactly. You get, getting back into it and yeah, yeah having to get through a month of it just being shit. Um, yeah. Con- congratulations, Miss Jungle Jane. You just got the longest answer. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mickey Sinclair says, what are your thoughts on doing some workouts on a treadmill? Mickey Sinclair is my athlete. So thanks for that. Do you let him do workouts on a treadmill? Yeah, get the hell off the treadmill. Mickey. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's for you anyway. I, I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, um, it unless there's a reason. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, if, even if it's bad weather, like, yeah, go go on the treadmill if you want. But I just think if, if it's nice outside and – you just go on doing the – like you don't learn to pace yourself either no. when you're on the treadmill. Um, I did have one athlete that did heaps on the treadmill um, and we just kind of set the pace and just stick to that and then kind of got into the race and it was just like all kind of foreign and like a bit harder pacing and stuff. So, yeah, because you're just – it's you're dictated by the machine yeah, rather than yourself. Yeah. So and I told him like I want him running a lot more outside uh, unless like he really has to. But um, And I feel like he's gone a lot better now. So yeah. Uh, and if you're not used to it either, like jumping on the treadmill doing a workout, mm. it's just, I don't know, I think it's a bit high risk. It, it, yeah, it is. It feels different. Um, also, a little tip for the listeners, most runners know this. If you are going to do a workout or any any run on the treadmill, put it up to 1% gradient. You know about that, yeah, right, Yeah, it saves your hammies. Well, it's just, yeah, but apparently it, it, um, it resembles the road more or like yeah. outside more than, yeah. than just zero. I don't actually know the science behind it. Yeah, I've always done that. Put up. It's sort of yeah. one of those things that everyone just says. No one knows why they're doing it. No but one they knows just why. Do it. And if everyone yeah. knows, why the fuck are we talking about it now? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. I don't know. Do it if you want. Like, I just think if, it's it, look. If you if they've got a treadmill, to me is when you've got no other choice. So you're in the office, and you know you live in a busy city, and you've just got forty five minutes. Um, 
to run and you have to be like a meeting or something like that, it's better than say skipping a run. But if you've always got the option to go outside, go outside. Yeah. That's, that's my, yeah, definitely my answer. Um, do you want to ask this one again so we get back on track? <laughs> <laughs> go back to Miss Jungle Jane. It's your turn. Well, no, I it? said, well, no, do you want to ask? We'll get back on track now. Yeah. So you go Bulga. Ah, oh, geez. How disorganized are we? Mm-hmm. Bulga 32, do you boys use protein powder for recovery in your training? Um, we drink up and goes a lot. I told you not to say the brand name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we actually spend so much money on up and goes because we don't buy them from the supermarket. We buy them from 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. And it's the like, mark up there is crazy. Yeah. So we pay... By the way, Sanitarium were just about to send us an email then. And then yeah, yeah. <laughs> the alarm bells went off. Like, no, don't have to. Um, oh, you joke. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we go to 7-Eleven and buy the individual ones, which cost the same as about a six-pack from Coles. Yeah. Um, Jeez, they taste good though. Yeah, they do. They taste really good. Um, yeah, I've got a bit of protein powder that I use. Um, just try and have it. I, I mainly before. Sorry, mainly. Ah, uh, wouldn't that be bad? I, I didn't realize I was having like milky protein before workout. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty minutes before, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're just trying to have it like as sort of as they they say um, within twenty minutes of of finishing. Didn't we that get debunked? Yeah. By Jess Rothwell, didn't she say that was a sort it's of, like a couple hour thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I think it's like if you're away from. If you're not going to get home soon, like if you're finishing at your house, then you can quickly make some eggs or something, which is probably better for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you're out at Fernie or something and it's going to be an hour until you get home, I usually just go through Macca's drive-thru and get a bacon egg McMuffin and a chocolate thick shake. Yeah. When the well, milkshake machine's working. Because <laughs> <ice cream laughs> yeah. um, you're trying to replenish obviously carbs and, and yeah. protein. Um, but yeah, they're definitely I, – I recommend my athletes to – to be having that sort of thing because like nutrition, yeah, people seem to in, in running, especially with recreational runners, they focus so much on like pre-nutrition but then it's like after. It's, you know. And I think uh, it's like, a oh, lot of people- better have a good breakfast before. It's like, well, what are you eating after your long run? Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, make sure they get protein as well but forget about the carbs, carbs yeah. which you've burned a lot of. Definitely. So, yeah. Chris Drysdale says, what do you guys hate the most? Sorry, what session? <laughs> what, do you hate? <laughs> what do you hate the most? <laughs> oh, we're getting tired. We've been podcasting too much this week. What session do you guys hate the most and what session do you like the most? Um, you say yours. Okay, so we're talking about this off air. My session that I hate the most is um, – how long are they? The hill reps at Falls Creek. Eight hundred. Eight hundred. So six by eight hundred hill reps at Falls Creek. Um, Which, yeah, I actually don't mind at all. Yeah, I said I think when I've only ever done them like coming back from an injury or like when I'm unfit and I'm just getting towed up. And the only reason I hate them is just because I'm so bad at them and I'm hurting so much. Um, and you know, it's sort of annoying with all the groups. There and some people like fanging the downhills to catch the group in front and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's just one of those sessions I just don't enjoy. I don't enjoy the, the scenery of it either. I don't know. I love Falls Creek. I love all the running there, but for some reason it feels like it's you're like it's too desolate and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's like, like gonna be that's m- only six. It's only six reps. You get like three, four minutes recovery. Hey, 
Chris wasn't saying, can you debate each other's? Yeah. Well, okay, no, fine. It's my favorite session then. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. okay. it, it'd be what? up there for sure. <laughs> really? There you go. I, I don't know. I don't really hate any session. I don't like doing 500s yeah, on the team. Yeah, I was going to say. And that, to be honest, I'm not kidding. That's my favorite. Yeah. I, so, I don't know. It's strange. But I was talking to Tim Osh yesterday because I was my first session of the week, um, first session back yesterday, and you went there and we were having a laugh about you. At the f- just, I said... I don't understand why, but Brett says that he pretty much can't run any quicker in the 500s than the Ks, and he was just laughing at you. Yeah, I don't know. But I'd run, run that, that same pace for an hour <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> but I, like it's – yeah, I don't know. But I don't really ever turn up to a session and then like Nick tells it to me and I'm like, oh, fuck, I hate that. Like it's just – I'm – I don't know. I just which is am happy to do be doing a session. Yeah, which is a really, really good. As much as we, you know, muck around and stuff, that's a real positive attitude. And that was one of the biggest things that I was learning. Like, say, with this, the psych stuff, doing that stuff um, this year, is that like mental approach. And yeah. it's what you do so well. And yeah, there's been so many times like in the past where I would rock up to a session. Um, and it can go two, one of two ways. Like Nick could say what the session is and I'm in a really good mood. I feel like I've got lots of energy and I'm like super arrogant and I'm like, I'm going to fucking smash this. Um, or I'm really tired and sleep that well. And then, you know, it's really hard and I'm like jogging with you going, fuck, you know, this is going to be so shit. Mm. And it's like, I feel like I've heard that a fair few times. Like, well, you hear the times and you're like, yeah, I'm like, fuck. I heard this good thing the other day. It's like, uh, not, I got to do this. I get to do this. So yeah. like if you like you haven't done a session in a month or so yeah. before yesterday um, where I'm sure you would have loved to be doing a session yeah. in that time and yeah. not be injured. So I think you can take positives and if you're positive about it, you're always going to have a better session too. Definitely. And I was, that was, I was, I was putting that into practice, um, you know, even around like when I was training more before the, the knee thing, I, you know, when I was, we talked about it on the main show when I was like really, really tired and I rocked up. I had to do K reps with you, um, but I never vote like the you know old you're me would have been talking about it. You walking around going, usually I would be complaining about it. Oh, up again. No, I said that to you after after the session. I said Did the you old know Joel, this? the old Joel, be complaining about this. How tired I am. How sore I am. Oh. <laughs> I've got oh. all these excuses. The old Joel will be complaining about, yeah. but. I just he, the new Joel's not going to say it. Old Joel would, but <laughs> and I say it's like I saved everything. The if the new Joel day. was here, this is what, exactly what he'd be complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should say that was pretty funny when we put out the call um, to who who was uh, who was the, under the balaclava in the pitch, and we had some pretty funny answers. And someone someone said, um, I forget whose name it was. Apologies, you don't get you don't get the fame. But he said, um, Old Joel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we didn't tell who, who it is. Do you want to be releasing yeah, that news? It's uh, Hannah Basic. There you go. From my, uh, it was a photo from my birthday last year. Your thirty fifth. My thirty fifth. We went to a winery. Good um, day out. Last question. Maddie Roberts underscore try. I reckon she's a triathlete. <laughs> she actually messaged me and told me, warned me about the hills at Sunshine Coast. Very nice of her. Thanks, Maddie Roberts underscore try. Um, how do you enhance your confidence before a big race? Um. I think this is something really it's it's not something you can just decide to oh, okay I'm going to enhance my confidence mm. like it's not that sort of task that you can there are obviously tools that you can do especially you know things you know little things I've been like learning with seeing psych and stuff but pretty much if you have trained consistently week after week after week without injury and you've done you know everything right and you've banked all the Ks you sort of line up on the start line with confidence as a result of that yeah 
Would you say that? Yeah. Rather than, you know, it's that's the, that's the easiest way. You can't really fake confidence. No, so like exactly. You do need to build it up. I, I like I've talked about it before where I've kind of like pushed in a session like the week before a race. Yeah. Which gives me confidence. But that's definitely not the best way to go about it. Yeah. Well, you can you s- make yourself tired or yeah. Um, yeah, run your race in training. Um, a good thing I like to do before big races is I kind of like write down um, like what's gone well in the preparation. And you like writing these down? In my notes. Oh, there you go. I mean, I was say, you, have never, you seen my handwriting? I was going to say I've never <laughs> once seen. Is but, uh, that what those colourful cra- crayon yeah. drawings were on the floor? And then you kind of write like kind of uh, the process of the race, I guess, and like what you want to achieve in the race. Yeah. Um, I think that can kind of, I don't know, give you a plan. Yeah. And, and definitely. you can kind of see what you've done as well. So, um, and then you can go back and look at that in the days before the race. You are definitely right, though. You can't, confidence is not something you can fake. Like, if you're lacking confidence before a race, you know, you can't just sort of tell yourself the, the morning of the race, oh, no, I am going to smash it. It's yeah. like, well, you can't just lie to yourself. Your brain will win. You yeah. Know? It'll, it'll sort of overpower. Um, so that's why, yeah, you can. Tr- do the things like that that Brett mentioned and and yeah, pretty much just just train as consistently as possible and then the confidence comes. Yeah. And also right I find as well, some of like, you know, athletes, especially recreational runners, I feel like they can go one of two ways. Um, they want to race like every weekend or they're scared of racing. Mm-hmm. And I think for the ones that are scared of racing and don't want to race and they, you know, there's a goal race, say, in like six months' time and I just want to train. I just want to train. Um there's nothing you can't replicate a race in training in terms of just the the mental stress, um, you know, waking up. There's the crowds going through there, that whole process, going through yeah. that whole process of like you know making sure you've got the exact shoes. Because at the end of the day, if you forget, you know, your singlet or something to a training session, you, there's always something you can do. Mm-hmm. But if you forget something like that to a race, then you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. So like being able to to um, yeah, go through like a practice routine of a, of a say smaller race, like you know, could even be a park run in the lead yeah. up to a say a ten k goal race that you're doing. Um, doing stuff like that that can definitely enhance. Confidence. And also reminds yourself how to push yourself and how to hurt. Yeah, you can easily. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like especially in a marathon training, you get caught up and just gone. Yeah, I have to get all the training done. I have to get all the training. Then you forget how to race, how to dig deep when it counts and stuff. So doing little races can. Uh, Definitely help with that, I think. For sure. Good answer. Um, that brings us to the end of the Q&A session. That was a sort of long one, pushing over 30 minutes. I feel like the, about 20 minutes of that 30 minutes was me and you going, um, uh, um. A bit on Miss Jungle Jane as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, live show coming up. The next episode will be yeah, the be recording good. of our live show. Yeah. For those lucky 350 people that are, get a seat <laughs> in real life, but the rest of you... Can uh, hear it here next week. You thought that joke was good enough to use twice in yep. <laughs> three days. <laughs> what joke? <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. See ya.